0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. We're learning more about the inflation relief checks proposed by Governor Gretchen Whitmer and legislative leaders the governor announced today those checks will be $180. We're going to deliver $180 inflation relief checks to every Michigan taxpayer. These are dollars right back in your pocket. It will help every taxpayer, including our small business owners, get by. The governor says the checks will dwarf what any income tax rollback would bring to taxpayers. However, State Senator Eric Nesbitt disagrees. He said more should be done to give a break to Michigan taxpayers than what the governor is proposing. Today, Nesbitt posted a video to social media showing a disparity between what the governor said in May of last year and what she said this morning. I'm excited to propose what's called my tax rebate right now. A plan to use our additional revenue to send working families a $500 relief right away. And finally, we're going to deliver $180 inflation relief checks to every Michigan taxpayer. Nesbitt says Senate Republicans are calling for immediate, meaningful, and ongoing tax relief that benefits all Michiganders. He says he's concerned the governor is fighting against an automatic income tax rollback and instead opting for more limited cuts. A pawpaw man convicted of setting fire to a Planned Parenthood clinic in Kalamazoo has been sentenced to five years in prison. Joshua Brereton also been ordered to serve two years of supervised release and pay $32,000 in restitution for the fire in July of last year. He pleaded guilty in October to arson. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Brereton set fire to the building July 31st after buying a tiki torch fuel, a fire starter log, a utility lighter, and a hat at the Paw Walmart. He was seen on surveillance fo- footage at Planned Parenthood breaching a fence, then setting fire to the bushes before lighting the fireplace starter log and throwing it onto the roof. He'd previously posted videos to social media in which he referred to abortion as genocide. U.S. Attorney Mark Totten says Brereton's actions were a, quote, attack on a health care clinic, he says his office will, quote, continue to use every tool at our disposal to defend those rights protected by federal law. State Senator Jeremy Moss has introduced Senate Bill 4, which would expand the state's Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act to include sexual orientation and gender identity. State Senator John Bumstead from the 32nd District was among those to testify about the plan last week. Hopefully there is some room to make some uh, amendments that the sponsor would hopefully accept to just at least make sure that before we pass a law like this, that we've thought and talked uh, seriously and uh, compassionately about all the issues. Bumstead suggested the bills still need some work. He argued if the committee gets the language wrong, it'll affect people on an individual level. St. Joseph Township residents will once again have a chance to voice their opinion on a proposed development at the Nye's Apple Barn property. A public hearing on the issue has been rescheduled for Tuesday, February 14th at 6.30 p.m. at the Township Hall. Last October, plans for the development were put on hold due to issues with the application. The updated plans include multifamily housing units, two restaurants, a gas station, and a bank, all of which would sit on the 12-acre property on Niles Road just off of i 94 at exit 27. Last October, dozens of Township residents voiced strong opposition to the proposed development, and indications are they plan to do it again. To see the development proposal in its entirety, you can go to our website. Some major improvements have been made to the gym and soccer field at Grace Lutheran Church in Royalton Township, thanks to a donation of more than a million dollars. Grace Lutheran School Principal Jonathan Belkey tells us he reached out to Bob Cohn, About the need in 2020, and Cone has since paid for new bleachers, new basketball hoops, new locker rooms, and a new sound system. To be honest, it's a little surreal. I've taught in a number of different Wells schools. We have about 300 of them throughout the United States, and I've been privileged to teach in a number of them, and the facilities that we have here are something that I never thought we'd be able to have. Belke says the soccer field's now been upgraded with synthetic turf. He tells us Cohen is a member of the church and a big supporter. Just someone who's been blessed tremendously by God and has been given a heart to share those blessings with others. If you go by the Lakeshore campus, there are a number of facilities that they've donated over there as well. And all the improvements cost about $1.2 million. Belkey says the gym is now known as the Grace Athletic Center. The soccer field's been named in honor of Bob and Betty Cohen. He says it's not often he gets a call from someone offering to pay for more than a $1 million project. The Michigan State Police Strive for a Safer Drive campaign is gearing up for another year, with high schools around Michigan taking part. The program challenges students to come up with their own teen driver safety campaigns and to spread their message to classmates. Coordinator Kayla Thomas-Wright tells us in Berrien County, Brandywine High School is taking part with a pedestrian safety message. They will be doing um, public service announcements over their PA system at their school. And they'll be discussing, you know, how to walk at night, different tactics, like, you know, what clothing to wear when you're walking so vehicles can see you as a pedestrian. And then they also will be giving out different merchandise that have Ford and S4SD logos. The students will also tour local elementary schools and media outlets to spread the word. At the end of the year, the top five campaigns from schools around the state will result in cash prizes for the students who created them. Wright says last year's winner was Anchor Bay High School. Growing up without a father figure in his life, Coloma resident Robert Lawson fell into a deep depression. From suicidal thoughts to being told he would grow up just like his father, Lawson fought silent battles with himself as he struggled to figure out his life's purpose. Now, after a message from his dying grandmother, Lawson says he found his purpose— And he's on a mission to help others overcome their own obstacles through his new book, Trial and Error, Life of Depression. I just want to help people be the author of their story and and know that pain is temporary and that it's not the end of the world and that even though it may be raining today or tomorrow, it doesn't rain forever. In the book, he recounts how he tried to fill the void his father left with things that only made his depression worse. He also tells of how he got back on track to become a better father to his own children. The book will be released February 27th on Amazon. You can find the full story at our website. And the Southwest Michigan Polar Plunge at Watermark Brewing raised about $125,000 for Special Olympics Michigan over the weekend. More than 300 plungers jumped into the cold water tank outside the downtown Stevensville Brewery on a sunny Saturday. Our own Johnny Reinhart and Rock 107's Brock Havens emceed the event, and Johnny said, well, they didn't take the plunge themselves. He was glad to be part of making such a big splash in the community. In total, more than $900,000 has been raised at events across the state for the Special Olympics. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwažak, where furniture shopping is fun. A powerful 7.8 magnitude earthquake has rocked wide portions of Turkey and neighboring Syria, killing more than 3,400 people and injuring thousands more. It toppled thousands of buildings and trapped residents under mounds of rubble or pancaked floors. Authorities feared the death toll would rise higher as rescuers on both sides of the border searched today through tangles of metal and concrete for survivors. It's a region beset by more than a decade of Syria's civil war and a refugee crisis. Residents jolted out of sleep by the pre-dawn quake rushed outside in the rain and snow to escape the falling debris. ABC's Abisim Gwenfood has more in Istanbul. More than 2,800 buildings collapsed in cities across Turkey, according to authorities following a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, burying hundreds alive in their sleep. Many are still trapped under the rubble, raising fears of a more dramatic death toll. President Joe Biden expressed his deep sadness at the loss of life and offered the U.S.'s assistance to the populations affected. It's ABC News, Istanbul. A majority of Democrats now think one term is plenty for President Joe Biden. Despite his insistence, he plans to seek re-election in 2024. That's according to a new poll from the Associated Press-Nork Center for Public Affairs Research. It shows just 37% of Democrats say they want Biden to seek a second term, down from 52% in the weeks before last year's midterms. While Biden has trumpeted his legislative victories and ability to govern, the poll suggests relatively few U.S. adults give him high marks on either. We're learning more about the suspected Chinese spy balloon that a U.S. missile shot down over the weekend. Crews are collecting debris from the balloon across the South Carolina's Atlantic coast. Here's ABC's Justin Finch. In a Monday briefing, the National Security Council's John Kirby shared details about the ongoing investigation into that suspected spy balloon from China. The U.S. has recovered parts, including propellers and a rudder, across a debris field Kirby says spans 15 football fields by 15 football fields. Kirby adds the U.S. could gain valuable information from the wreckage as Chinese officials slammed the shooting down of the balloon Saturday, insisting it was an unmanned civilian airship that accidentally entered U.S. airspace. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Officials in Ukraine say Russian forces are keeping Ukrainian troops tied down with attacks in the eastern Donbass region. Moscow is thought to be assembling additional combat power there for an expected offensive in the coming weeks. Officials said today intense fighting that has raged for weeks continued around the Donetsk region, which makes up the industrial area that borders Russia. Russian President Vladimir Putin is hungry for some battlefield success to mark the anniversary of his invasion on February 24th. There's an emergency in the area around a train derailment in Ohio. ABC's Derek Dennis has more. A two-step move to avoid a massive explosion at the scene of a train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, near the Pennsylvania border. First, an evacuation order for residents within a one-mile radius, then the controlled release of chemicals on board the 150-car train. Governor Mike DeWine saying an explosion could be catastrophic. Causing deadly disbursement of shrapnel and toxic fumes. But there's been pushback over evacuation Some 500 residents telling authorities they won't go. The county sheriff saying those who don't with small children could be subject to arrest. Derek Dennis, ABC News. A report issued today has found dozens of New York City police officers violated department rules during protests over the death of George Floyd. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more. Protests raged for days here in New York after George Floyd was murdered by police in Minneapolis, and the Civilian Complaint Review Board found during those protests 146 police officers violated NYPD rules, everything from excessive force to discourtesy and offensive language. The CCRB said there were hundreds more allegations that could not be investigated because the officers took steps to conceal their identity or they refuse to be interviewed. The NYPD said the report failed to acknowledge the 22,000 officers addressing rioting, chaos, violence, and destruction. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. And after 7 weeks we've got a new box office number 1. ABC's Christopher Watson has numbers from the weekend. Will you make a choice? It took knock at the cabin to knock avatar the way of water out of first place at the box office. Filmmaker M Night Shyamalan's latest thriller debuted with $14.2 million. Let's go to the Super Bowl. The comedy Bowl. 80 for Brady bound in second, 12.5 million there. This is where we make our stand. Avatar The Way of Water felt a third in week seven, but no complaints. It's currently the fourth ice-grossing movie of all time worldwide. Christopher Watson, ABC News. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.